quit being the world's best kept secret. Your time is now. Welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kozowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Millionaire Woman Show where we talk about leadership, business, and human potential. I'm your host, Deborah Kozowski, and today I wanted to talk more about why you might be not getting the press that you want, why press is important, and how you could be moving forward with really expanding your business in a way that you never thought possible with tapping in to using public relations as a platform. Today, my guest is Dina Berman. She is a PR strategist and publicist who works with female entrepreneurs who are established in business, but fed up of being the best kept secret. She helps them be seen, heard in the media so that they can make a massive impact in the world while growing their business exponentially. She's a former journalist based in the UK, but her clients have been featured in international media. For more, visit, uh, and I'll put it in the show notes, www.dinaberman.com and get her free content and PR planner at dinaberman.com forward slash planner. Please welcome Dina Berman to the show. Hello, and thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I know we're across different time zones, and I think technology is a fabulous thing where we get to connect and really tap into the best minds globally. So I'm grateful that you're here, and I'm ready to dive in with asking you some questions. So one of the things that, you know, people write a book, like I've, I've written three books, and I was talking to different book marketers. So, you know, there's the marketing, the sales, the public relations. And one of the things that I've learned is, even though you think you can do it all, you really can't because there's such subspecialties of each area of your business. It's nice to know a little bit about every area so that you know or get a sense of when things are going off track. But you don't need to be the expert in each of those areas. And that's why it's great to tap into great minds like yourself, Dina, when it comes to public relations. Why is it so important for businesses um, and organizations to get seen in press? Um, I think there are just so many benefits to being featured in the press and it works. There are so many layers to it. It works in so many different ways. Um, and I do feel that if you aren't getting featured in the press, you're missing out because you will have other people in your industry doing what you do, who are getting that media coverage and they're going to be the ones that have that edge. So getting featured in the press, it positions you as an expert. It gives you massive amounts of credibility. It helps with the no like, and trust factor, but it can also help you in a really tangible way to actually grow your email list. It can help you to grow your social media following. Um, there are just so many elements to it. You can get sales directly from being featured in the press, but also you can get some new people into your world who go on to become clients down the line. So it's one of those things that 
it's always working in your favor. Like if you start getting featured in the press and if you can do that on a consistent, um, you know, in a consistent way over a period of time, then you have something that is always working in your favor. And every time you get featured in the press, you're going to have some kind of positive result from that. So what are the best ways to get featured in the press? Is, is the press release dead? I know that's a common question that people will say, like recently, I just had my first article published in Forbes. And one of the things that they said, okay, take this badge and put it on your website as seen on Forbes. And then, you know, you can send a press release that you were published on Forbes. And I was like, is it really that simple? Or is there certain things that people should keep in mind? Because there's a lot of leverage, but I'm really curious. Do you think the press release still works? So I, um, I worked as a journalist for about 10 years. And as part of that, I was an editor on a, um, a big national newspaper supplement here in the UK. And I used to get sent tons of press releases, you know, every week. And um, I would have to sift through all of them. And I would be sent a mixture of pictures and press releases. And every week I was looking after one particular section of the magazine where um, we would run two real life stories. So two features with um, people that weren't celebrities basically. So business owners or people running charities or organizations. And I would have to sift through like so many badly written press releases and, um, you know, and, and different pictures and things like that to find these two that were newsworthy. So the thing to remember is that journalists are inundated. So you really need to have a good reason if you are going to send a press release to send it because you don't just want to be one of those like hundreds of, of um, press releases in their inbox. And so I would really only recommend a press release if you have something that you're announcing to the press, like you have a new book, maybe you're launching an app, um, maybe you have an event coming up. It can work well for regional press. Um, yeah. If you, you, know, you wanna get like local press um, and definitely it can work well if you have a book coming out or something like that. But aside from those situations, I would really uh, steer clear of a press release and you can write a pitch where you're pitching an idea for a feature and that's often gonna be a lot more effective because you can really personalize it. You can tailor it to the specific publication. And then the journalist doesn't feel like you're just firing off a press release to millions of people. Yeah. <laughs> and do you find now with social media, like do, is that a way to leverage it? Like instead of using the press release, if people have started to build a relationship with individuals through maybe Twitter or Facebook, that that is another option? Yeah, I mean, I think Twitter's great. It seems to be this particular place where virtually every journalist is on Twitter. Um, and I think that maybe with something like Facebook, it's a bit different because a lot of people keep up, you know, just for friends and family, and it can be a bit more, um, people can be a bit more closed off to just adding anyone on Facebook. Whereas with Twitter, journalists are generally very open to connecting with people on Twitter and to engaging with them. And so what's great because it's, you know, it's public on Twitter, you can find the journalists from the publications that you really want to get featured in. You can follow those journalists. You can start to get to know them really well. You can engage with them. You can interact with them. 
And a lot of journalists use Twitter to put out media requests. So they'll be saying, you know, I'm looking for an expert in this. And that's the sort of thing that you can respond to and get some, it's a really nice way to get some kind of extra mentions. Um, so yeah, I would say, I, I guess um, something like LinkedIn is good because you can find out the career history of a, of a journalist. And so that could be good from that point of view. But I think the one that I've used the most has been Twitter and it just, it's all there, it's all public and you can just actually start having those conversations with people, which is great. Is there any particular hashtags that you think would be good to search for? Is like media requests one or um, yeah. what would be some other ones? So um, in the UK, we have one which is sometimes used um, elsewhere as well called journo requests. So that's always um, a good one to check because um, they will cover just a huge range of different topics. Um, media requests is good. Um, even searching for PR requests, sometimes you'll find things coming up that way. Um, and then following any specific journalists. So um, you mentioned kind of having your um, Forbes piece, which is brilliant. Congratulations, by the way. That's Thank you. such a great one to have. Um, you know, sometimes you'll get people and it will say in their bios, they're a contributor for Forbes. So right. that can be another thing. You can use the search function on Twitter and you can search that way for people that have something in their profile that mentions contributor at Forbes or, you know, features editor at Marie Claire magazine. So that can be also a good way to kind of track people down. Yeah. And I imagine that you'd recommend, I, I also recommend when people want to come on the show for the Millionaire Woman show, that they digest some of the content prior to being a guest or prior to contributing so that when they are doing those pitches, they're being very direct in what they're looking for. Yeah, definitely. I think that um, having that sort of tailored approach is the best way you can do it. And so um, when you, you know, if, if you're sending out, this is the thing why with the press release, when it feels like it's just being like fired off to like hundreds of people, it just doesn't feel personal. And it just feels like something that um, is being sent out with not a whole lot of thought behind it. And so absolutely, like if you can really get to know the publication or the media outlet and then pitch them something that's very tailored to them, you have a much higher chance of success. Yeah. And in grabbing the, the journalist or reporter's attention, um, I imagine that you need to grab uh, some of those heartstrings. And when it comes yeah. to media and it comes to, um, especially that public relations piece, I'm curious as to how vulnerability and the story sharing fits in. How much is too much? Um, that's such an interesting question. I think that the story part of it is the thing that allows you to have, or often allows you to have that connection with the journalist. And I think, I mean, it's got to feel authentic and it's got to feel kind of, you know, you have to feel comfortable sharing what you're sharing and also you, you want it to be relevant. So this is the thing that usually when you're featured in the press, you're either going to be sharing your story or you're sharing your expertise as an expert. And then sometimes it's a combination of both of those things. And so it might be that you mention your story um, even in 
a condensed version of like one line and then you go into would you be interested in a feature on and then it's you sharing your expertise and you're doing like your top tips or whatever right and then sometimes it's going to feel more appropriate to go into more detail about your story depending on the publication even sometimes like the section of the publication so you might see that um there's a particular slot in a magazine where they do you know a, a Q&A interview with someone or where they do like a profile piece and they're doing a, like an, a more in-depth piece and so then it's more appropriate for you to really like share more of your story and you can kind of uh yeah be more vulnerable with it I think it's one of those things that it depends like case by case um on what you're pitching who you're pitching it to what's the overall kind of tone of the piece um but having your story somewhere in there is always going to help. Thank you for that. And also, you know, when we're thinking a lot, what we talk about here on the Millionaire Woman Show is a lot about mindset. And what mindset shifts need to happen for people to really understand that visibility is important? I'm just going to share a scenario. I, I had a client years ago that I was just about to board a plane and and she called me in a panic and she said, you know, open the paper. So I found a paper nearby and I opened it and she was featured. And um, she had shared with me how she felt very exposed. Yet yeah. she was the one who had submitted the content, the picture and everything. So everything was appropriately done. But all of a sudden it was like, people can see me. Yeah. And it yeah. was very interesting um, because a few weeks later, similar thing happened to me. And I was like, okay, now I understand you know, mm -hmm. how to put ourselves in that place of empathy, but realize that visibility is a good thing for your business. So what mind shifts have to happen in order for that visibility to really continue and be sustainable? So first of all, I think it's, um, you know, it's really interesting that you've kind of been through that process yourself. And I think that it's good to be aware of because often it is just seeing it in black and white and it's like oh my god now it's out there and people can read it um and you know that does happen and I've had that with clients where they're kind of like oh was that the right thing to do um and I think that you know being aware that there is probably going to be some especially if you are sharing more of your story there's probably going to be some level of feeling uncomfortable but it comes back to what's your mission and why are you doing this and so you probably you know when you're running your business you know that you want to help more people and you know that um there are people out there that you can help and you need to reach more of them and PR is such a powerful tool and it can help you to reach more of those people that need to hear from you and so when you do the brave thing and you put yourself out there even when it feels uncomfortable you've got to think about those people that are out there wanting to hear from you that don't know you exist yet. And by you taking that step and putting yourself out there and being on a bigger platform, it means you can reach those people that really, really need your help. Um, and, you know, sometimes people say, um, when you basically your desire to help others needs to be bigger than your fear of visibility. And that's what it comes down to. And it's knowing that you can genuinely help people because when you're sharing your story, that can really motivate people. That can really inspire people. That can 
let people know that they're not alone, that someone else has been through something similar. And that is priceless. I mean, that's such an important thing to do. And even, you know, sharing um, your top tips and your how-to guide, like that is genuinely going to help people. So when you're writing a blog post or, you know, being quoted in an article, you've got to think about like, what is the purpose of all of this? What's the person on the other end of that newspaper, the other side of that computer screen, what are they going to get out of it? And people gain so much from your knowledge and expertise and experiences. It's really about coming from a place of service and realizing yeah. if you're living out the purpose you feel like you have, that you can push against that resistance of, oh my gosh, I'm going to be seen. But again, yeah. like you said, let the desire be greater than the fear that you have mm. and focus on the people you're serving. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also what I've seen happen often with clients when they do those particular articles that make them feel quite uncomfortable, those are the ones that have the biggest kind of reception. And those are the ones that sometimes they go viral, they get printed in like different country, you know, they have other publications. I had one of my clients and she had a story that was in a newspaper in the UK and then it got picked up by some other publications and then she ended up in like Cosmopolitan magazine in Japan and you know it just went crazy and it was because she did that piece that was that slightly like uncomfortable for her to do but it made it that much more interesting and that was the thing that people latched onto and were really interested in and um it that was a particular piece for her that um she had people, you know, from all over the place contacting her, wanting to work with her and saying, you know, I read the article and that really helped me. And so that's what you've got to focus on, like the end result of it all. So when we think about creating content and we think about the platforms, you know, not, not everyone's going to get on the television, but there yeah. are so many different podcasts, so many other available avenues to be featured and for people to have a growing following what would be the top three areas where you think content should be produced um <laughs> i think you can do a lot with um writing guest blog posts and guest articles because there are tons of you've got like the big blogging platforms um huffington post thrive global mind body green they're all very open to contributors. They all actively want people to come and pitch them and, and send them stories and submit articles. So um, a, any of the big blogging platforms um, are great for, for you to be able to showcase your expertise. Podcasts are fantastic. Like you say, there are so many different podcasts out there. Um, it's a really great way for, um, even when you're sharing that podcast interview with your own audience, it's such a great way for them to form a deeper connection with you because they get to hear another side of you. Um, so yeah, podcasts are great. And um, I think also online publications. Um, so you can find sometimes specific publications for your niche. So there's a lot of online magazines for women entrepreneurs, for example. Um, and that can be a really good way to, again, showcase your expertise um, and get out, you know, to another audience. So I think having a mixture of media outlets 
is fantastic. Um, different types of platforms and also some instances where you're creating content and you're writing articles and then other times where you're being interviewed, other times where you're contributing um, expert comments. If you can do a mixture of that, then you've got all the bases covered <laughs> and you can really get the best results doing it that way. And how often do you think people should be creating content? Is it something that they should be doing on a daily basis, weekly basis? Is there a certain frequency that they should be following? I don't know. I think it really depends on the individual and what, you know, kind of fits in with your schedule. But a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people have content that they can repurpose. And this is the other thing. I think sometimes the idea of PR feels overwhelming and the idea of like creating all these articles and everything can feel overwhelming. And so I think it's really looking at what you already have. So many people have blogs on their own website. Uh, they have social media posts that you could like, you know, add a headline, break it up, and that could become a short article. Um, you know, repurposing something that maybe was a really popular email newsletter or something like that. So I think looking at what you've got and then looking at how you can kind of repurpose it and be really smart about the content that you've got and um, and creating kind of new stuff that, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And, and creating content like on different um, ways of consuming it, right? So yeah. if you write an article, you can create a YouTube video on it. Yes. Right? And yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and then do it the other way around to so take a video and, and even like have someone transcribe that and use the, the, um, the content from that. So like maximizing all the content that you put all that time and energy into, getting the most out of it. And even um, you can do things like, if you have an article published on a, say you've written a blog post on your own website, you could actually republish that same um, blog on somewhere like Thrive Global where they allow you to republish something that's already been published. Mm -hmm. So there's different, you know, there's different ways you can do it. Um, even, you know, getting an article up on somewhere like LinkedIn, just to have a place where you can get an article out very easily or medium.com so that you're, you're, you're getting that stuff out there further. Right. And you know, one of the things I was curious about as a journalist in the journalist side and even the PR side, if someone's coming to my website, for example, what are they particularly looking for when it comes to the media page? Um, I think the first thing they're going to do is, um, obviously come onto your homepage. And so you just want to make sure that that really explains who you, who you are and what you do. And then on the media page, um, you would want to have like a short bio that again, very clearly says who you are and what you do. Um, links to your different social media channels. Um, you could even have, um, some people have something set up so that they have a link if, press want to download their headshots and their photos, you could have that so that it's accessible directly from the website, you know, have a link to a Google Drive folder or Dropbox folder. Um, you could have a, um, some people have a media kit, so like a, a short PDF 
where all the information's in one place and it has that bio, it has that link for the photos, it has those social media handles. And again, you could have that available to download from your press page. Um, the other main thing would be to list the different places that you've been featured. So um, having the logos of the places you've been featured is great because it's just that way for people to very quickly see this person's been featured here and there. Um, and then you can also have links to, like if you've got articles that have appeared online, you could include links to them as well. So they can, if they want to click on them and find out a bit more. Um, the most important thing is to have very clearly a way for them to get in touch with you. Cause that's what I hear from journalists quite a lot is that they'll go onto someone's website and there isn't a clear way to get in touch with them. And journalists often have very tight deadlines and they want to know that they can easily get in touch with this person and get a response from them. So having um, a very clear email address, um, you could even set up if you wanted to, you know, a press at, and then have your URL and, and have, you know, a dedicated email address like that, but just having something that's very clear. Um, and if you've, if you know if you've got a telephone number that it, that you're happy to make public having that on there so that they can just very quickly and easily get in touch with you yeah it makes a big difference if they're searching to try and find out how they're just going to give up they're not going to bother they'll move on yeah. to the next person that they have on the list i imagine yeah yeah definitely and it's one of those things that you kind of think is obvious and then you see that some people just don't don't think to do it and you've got a journalist who's got a deadline and they're kind of like right i've got this person how do i get in touch with them so just making yeah. it everything that you do with a journalist you want to just make their life easy so when you're getting in touch with them just like giving them all the information that they need having photos and stuff you know if you can have your photos so that you have some kind of dropbox folder or some way that you can make them very easily available so as soon as a journalist says have you got some photos you can send you can say, yeah, here's the link. Nice and easy. Not having to deal with like attachments and things like that. Just Yeah, that way you're not playing tag. Yeah, yeah. You don't want all the back and forth. And also, I think in general, most journalists don't like, you know, emails with big attachments. Um, that's the other thing. If you're sending a picture or a press release, you want to put it in the body of the email. Just you don't want that extra step of having to click on it and download it and then it might get stuck in the spam folder just like everything as easy as possible and that's that's sometimes it comes down to the journalist being able to get in touch with a particular expert within their deadline so that's the person that gets featured yeah exactly so i know you give a lot of great content dina and you've given so many great nuggets that people can run with right now um, I would love to talk to you about more about your PR planner and how important it is about planning PR. How much more in advance do you need to be doing that and thinking ahead um, through different times of the year or whatnot? Yeah, so with that, it's a way to make sure that you, like you say, you're planning, you're thinking ahead. And also that when you get in touch with the journalist, you're giving them that reason to want to um feature you right now so you're thinking what's coming up like is there a seasonal event is there a national awareness day is there something coming up where you can link that in to what it is that you're doing and really give them that reason to think okay this is why I would want to run this story next week because this thing is happening this seasonal event this awareness day um this 
It could even be, um, you know, the fact that we're coming up when it's summertime, so it's things to do with the holidays, springtime to do with spring cleaning, you know, Christmas, New Year, all of those things journalists write about every single year. They need to find content on every single year, so you know they're going to be looking for content. Um, in terms of like planning, normally a monthly magazine would be working up to six months in advance, and that's probably going to be the kind of furthest in advance that you would have to get in touch with a journalist, and then everything else would be not quite so far in advance. So a weekly magazine would be more like six to eight weeks in advance, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, newspapers, obviously, you know, they're being published every day. And so they're constantly looking for content and they're looking for stuff that's very newsy and that's very now. Um, and then with blogs, you've got the opportunity to get published sometimes almost instantly. Um, so yeah, it's thinking about what's coming up that you can benefit from, that you can kind of use in a pitch as a, you know, journalists talk about having a news hook and it's literally like the thing that you can hook your story on that says, right, this is why this is relevant. You know, it's national, whatever awareness week coming up at the end of the month. And so this is why I want to share this particular feature. So there's a lot of things that people can be doing proactively. What are two um, opportunities that you see right now that are getting left on the table? People are not taking advantage of them that they should be. Um, I think that, um, I mean, sometimes I speak to people and they'll say, you know, we're, we're doing like this great thing and we thought that journalists would come to us, like we can't believe they've not been in touch with us. And it, whatever great thing you're doing, like it really very rarely works that way. Um, so you need to be getting in touch with journalists and letting them know what you're doing and what, what you can bring to the table and what value you can share. Um, I think the other thing is keeping an eye out in places like um, Twitter or there's um, help a reporter out mm -hmm. where you can sign up and get media requests. Things like that are great. I would never sort of rely just on those, but if you can look for those media opportunities where you are being reactive and you can do that alongside being proactive, that's going to give you the best results. So signing up, there's one called Source Bottle, there's Help a Reporter Out, there's um, a few different uh, hashtags on Twitter, all of those things, just keeping your eye on them and seeing anything relevant that's coming up, that's really going to help you. So there's opportunities everywhere, no matter what people yeah. think the economy is in, um, there's still forms of media, there's forms of publication, and it's also about keeping that reputation. I know in the area of public relations, um, reputation is very important. Brand is very important. What are some key things you look for when it comes to um, serving in a public relations piece? Um, so in terms of, of people's personal brand, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, what they um, want to be standing for, what they want to be known for, um, utilizing and maybe leveraging those core values? 
Yeah, so I think being really clear on like what your mission is, is really important because it helps with that mindset part that we were talking about earlier when you start to feel uncomfortable and you're like, do I want to be putting myself out there? And then when you think about, you know, what, what is your big why? Why are you doing this? What is your mission? Um, and that helps from that perspective to get over any of that awkwardness and that uncomfortable kind of feeling to think, okay, this is what this is all about. And the PR is simply the tool that's going to help me to get to more of those people. Um, and then on like in a practical sense, I think it can really help a journalist to relate to you to understand what is your mission and why do you do what you do? Because Journalists talk about having the human interest element. You know, what's what's the human interest angle? That's the thing that they want. And it's not enough to just know that you're running a business and that you're doing whatever it is that you're doing. There has to be an extra layer to it. There has to be something more than that. Um, you know, there are certain publications, if you get in touch with them and you don't quite get that element across, they're just going to put you in touch with their advertising department. Mm. If you just want free publicity, they're going to be like, okay, you can pay for it. Yeah. And when you have that element of your big why, why do you do what you do? What do you stand for? What's your mission? When you bring that into it, then it gives the journalist that whole reason to, to really run with the story and to understand like, this is the journey that you've been on that has led you to be doing what you do now and this is why you're so passionate about it and this is why you want to help other people and this is uh the value that you can share to help more of those people and, and all of that um will win a journalist over yeah it's not all about self-promotion it is about how yeah. are you going to be serving the audience that they're serving yeah yeah totally and and a lot of people kind of miss that point and that's where if I ever see someone that, that is not quite getting it with PR, that is usually what, where they've gone wrong. They've been totally focused on how can I promote myself and what is the journalist going to do for me? And it's really got to feel like a two-way thing that you're providing incredible value and insight um, and inspiration for the journalist and for their audience. And in return, you get incredible publicity, but it really does have to feel like a, kind of equal exchange um, because they don't have any obligation to promote your business for you, these publications. And you can gain so much from being in these publications. And I have clients that have, you know, one of my clients gained 1500 new leads from one article. That was so valuable to her. A lot of them went on to become clients of hers, but she wrote, an amazing first person article. She was vulnerable. She was, you know, very um, inspiring. She shared content that was a really perfect fit for that audience. And so those people were reading that article and they wanted to know more and they wanted to come and join her Facebook group and, you know, come onto her list and everything because they, they wanted to find out more. And so that worked amazingly. And I think if you keep that in mind, like who's who's the person at the end of this that's going to be reading it and what value can I bring to them? Like you say, it's, it's coming from that place of service, um, which I think makes a huge difference in business in general, yeah. <laughs> you know, to be successful in business, but definitely from a PR point of view, you don't want to get caught up feeling like you're just promoting yourself. It's, it's definitely that, that coming from a place of service. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to switch gears on you now, Dina. 
Um, I'm going into the final questions of our interview. What is one book that has had the biggest impact in how you live or how you run your business? Um, I think Think and Grow Rich, I always come back to that. There are so many um, incredible nuggets in there. And um, it's one of those ones that I kind of, every now and again, I reread it and it reminds me of um, just such incredible business advice that is still relevant today, mm. even though, you know, it's one of those books that has been popular for so many years. And I look at it even now and think, oh, there's so much good stuff in there. Yeah, timeless, completely timeless. I, I reread re it on a regular basis as well. Yeah. So my final question for you, as I ask many of our guests, is what does it mean to you to live rich from the inside out? I love that. I love the idea of that. I think having some element and striving for some element of work-life balance um, and feeling that I'm fulfilled with the work that I do um, and that I feel so lucky that my work allows me to help people to to have their voices heard. And that means so much to me. And I'm lucky that I work with women doing incredible things in all different kinds of industries. But at the end of the day, you know, they want to make a big impact and they want to help more people. And I'm able to help them to do that on a bigger scale and to have their voices heard. So to know that I'm doing that and to feel like I'm really making a difference in the world and to be able to do that and really enjoy that work um, is amazing. And then having that and knowing that I can um, have my business that kind of works around my family as well um, makes me feel really really lucky and grateful well you're definitely gifted and you definitely served our audience today and helping them find their voice thank you very much now how can people continue to stay in touch with you and potentially work with you um, so the website is dinaberman.com um, and as you mentioned I have a free content and PR planner that's going to help you to plan out your PR and make sure that it's all super timely and newsy. Um, that's at dinaberman.com forward slash planner. Um, and yeah, there are links to my, um, to my social media channels on the website. So that's probably the best place to start. Excellent. Thank you so much, Gina, for being a guest here on the Millionaire Woman Show and sharing those fabulous tips, strategies, and, and things that people can be leveraging right now when they think that opportunities may not be existing. They're around you everywhere. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I just want people to know that whatever's happening in the economy at any time, there's always a need for content. There's always a need. Um, you know, the media needs stories and content all the time. So you can make the most of that at any time. Very powerful, very powerful. And uh, we'd love for you to go over to the Millionaire Woman Show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Subscribe, rate, and review, and share this podcast with others so that they can gain traction, whether it be in their life, leadership, and business. You can also go over to my website at www.debrakazowski.com, where right now you can get your free mini course of three videos on making habits stick to have focus and consistency to knock those goals out of the park and make them a reality. If you haven't checked out coaching or had your complimentary session yet, please go over to my website and go to the contact page and hit on coaching. 
As Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And by half on Dina and myself, we wish you a fabulous day.